everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Sexy Scary Book Club. I'm Lisa. And I'm Jessica. <laughs> you can just be Jess. That's I okay, too. I never know who I want to be. Every day is different. So. Yeah. That's I think fair. today I'm Jessica. I'm feeling we're a little all more here. subdued. Yeah, we're all here figuring it out with you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're done with the Winterland series, and this week we're shifting gears, but we're kind of staying in the winter. <laughs> there is some winter so, action and some like yeah. illusions of winter action, similar to Winterland. So. Yeah. So we're talking about The Witch Collector, which is a new series um, by Carissa Weeks, and the book was released on November 2nd of 2021, so it's it's pretty fresh. Yeah, and it, and it, what a pleasant surprise. I knew nothing about it. You, I think you like sent it over, like, hey, maybe let's check this out. Yeah, so about. I've... Now that I've been following a lot of writers of this genre on our Instagram page, I start getting a lot of ads for books on Instagram, um, yeah, which is nice. And I, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and they know me too well. Um, so yeah, I, I believe that this was a book that was suggested over Instagram, or my friend oh. Elaine, who I've gotten into this genre in the last few years. Um, is a faster reader than I am. So she often said, Oh, have you heard of this book? Have you heard of that book? And so I could have heard of it from her as well. Uh, yeah, but either I, way, either I like, way. I feel like you always, um, Elaine is kind of like the quiet person in this um, book loving group here. Like I don't actually talk to her, but she's always telling you things that it's like, you run it by me. Like Elaine mentioned this one and it's like a ding, like, yes, I read that too. And I also recommend it. <laughs> Like you kind of like weigh it out and then you move it, yeah. you know, into its the queue according to how many recommendations it has. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny too, because I, I would actually like to get all three of us together to discuss because you, I feel like I'm, in terms of my preferences, I feel like they're kind of split in the middle between your preferences and her preferences, which are a little bit different. Um, there was that one book that you devoured, Pestilence. Oh, uh, yeah. And I I haven't read it yet. She hated it. She thought it was really boring. And so I was like, okay, oh. well, I'm, now I really want to read it and oh. kind of see where I fall. You have to read it then. Yeah. And you know, when as I was reading it, I'm like, I'm kind of surprised I'm into this. It has like some like kind of like biblical references, which usually that just takes me out of the, the fantasy. Um, and it is. It's kind of this slow plotting book but I loved it oh I thought it was so good I actually thank you for reminding me because we're gonna have some free time I need to read the other ones that are in that series so. yeah well maybe we can talk about that next season it's definitely yeah, on my it. list for um Laura Falassa I'm not sure how to say her last name but I think it's Falassa all right well I'll check it out and let's have um, Lane on that'd be great let's do it <laughs> yeah she can be our first guest all right. she would never she would absolutely she never <laughs> no why too shy yeah, she's very shy. She would too. be on here, and, and even knowing no one could see her, she would probably be beat red the entire time she was trying to talk. She doesn't yeah. have to say much. She can just kind of pipe in a little here and there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure she would be mortified to even know that we were talking about her at all. <laughs> okay, then I'm sorry, Elaine. We'll stop. Boundaries. All right, so which Collector? Every harvest moon, the Witch Collector rides into our valley and leads one of us to the home of the immortal Frost King to remain forever. 
Today is that day, collecting day, but he will not come for me. I, Raina Bloodgood, have lived in this village for 24 years, and for all that time he has passed me by. His mistake. Raina Bloodgood has one desire, kill the Frost King and the Witch Collector who stole her sister. On collecting day, she means to exact murderous revenge, but a more sinister threat sets her world on fire. Rising from the ashes is the Collector, Alexis the Vault, the man she vowed to slay and the only person who can help save her sister. Thrust into an age-old story of ice, fire, and ancient gods, Raina must abandon vengeance and aid the Witch Collector, or let their empire and her sister fall into enemy hands. But the lines between good and evil blur, and as Reyna has more to lose than she imagined, what will she do when the Witch Collector is no longer the villain who stole her sister, but the hero who's stealing her heart? So good, yeah. right? <laughs> oh my gosh. So this, well, it was the first book I read in 2021, so I can't really say it's the best book I've read of the year. I mean, it was. You're in the wrong yes, year. sorry. Whatever. <laughs> Time is a construct. Um, and we'll talk about another construct <laughs> when we get to this book. Um, but yeah, it was probably the best book that I've read in a year. I'll just say that since it was the first oh, book wow. of 2022 for me. Um, okay. I hadn't, hard... I hadn't linked it that way, but I definitely liked it. Yeah. I I loved it. I was sucked in from the, from the get-go. Um, it's kind of right up my alley. I really like the fantasy kind of set in an ambiguous time, but it's kind of medieval-y seeming. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I love, you know, witches or kind of fae and magic. Uh, so, yeah, it had all of the elements to to get me going. Um, and it had <laughs> a lot of really interesting uh differences about it too that we'll get into yeah. i mean right off the bat our heroine the main character of the story reina bloodgood she's she's mute and so she communicates um via sign language she can hear she just can't speak but she does have some av ability to, to at least make noises because there was reference to her kind of exclaiming or groaning so you know, she has the the ability to make some sound. So I, I wonder where they're going to go with that. If there's, mm -hmm. I'm kind of wondering if this might be a, a deal where, because we know she's been magically blocked and we'll talk about that. But I kind of wonder if part of that is still in effect and that might be Like maybe coming she can in. speak. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I kind of maybe too. Or maybe you just want it to because you want to like identify with her and we speak. So, but yeah, I kind of was like oh, that could absolutely be it. Here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, just in terms of looking at how a character can evolve, but I did really appreciate that that representation was there cuz this is the first book that I've ever read maybe, yeah. where a character is uses sign language. And I when I first uh, I'm not going to say I was put off by it because that's totally not the right word to use, but I wondered how that was going to work and if I was going to be able to connect with her. And, you know, of course, because it's a book, it was very easy because you're just right. reading anyway. So it really like, why don't they do this more often? Because it translated beautifully. Um, I, I and still I, think you know, too. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, Actually, you know, though, oddly enough, the last book we read also had sign language in it. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe this is a thing. Totally randomly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I hope so. I mean, there were there were a lot of other pretty significant, uh, at least I thought, significant differences in this series, um, which we'll you know get into as we go along. Um, yeah. But but basically, so I've already kind of talked about this is sort of like a ambiguous time kind of medievally so that you know you've got these you people villages. that are in <laughs> yeah you've got witches you've got small villages you've got you know different Metal territories <laughs> yeah um but yeah so she lives in a community of witches and i don't know is like everybody a witch that lives there or is it just like there are a lot of witches and that's just really like normal and commonplace i couldn't quite figure I think that all out. witches and they have okay. varying levels of power. Like, I think it's just, I think everyone just has the power. I don't know. Well, yeah, it, it's a good question because it's broken out into like those different lands and they're part of this like Northern territory, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they're part of the where, North land, which is ruled that, by the Frost King. Right. And the Frost King has this like army of witches. And that's a big premise of the book right away is that the Frost King collects the witches with the most power and takes them to his castle to protect the land. But then there's also like the Eastlanders and Eastlanders Sub and the Summer. Yeah, and mm. I don't know, like if we talk about witches, but I would just assume we're in a magical land. So everyone has the potential to be witchy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and so like a a part of their magic is they've got these like witch marks on their skin and that sort of signifies what what their powers are or how much power how they have. How powerful they are, yeah. Yeah. And they how they do their magic is they sing their spells. So it's their voices that carry magic, or at least that's the way it's framed at the beginning of the book. Um and yeah, like you mentioned it, so sort of like I, it kind of seemed kind of Hunger Games-esque in that, you know, every yes. year the witch collector makes his way through the villages and he takes the witches with the most power to kind of go back to Winterhold. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. The castle. Yeah. Um, and, you know, live in service. And... I guess it's like they don't talk about mail or communication, but it's sort of like you never see or hear from these witches again once they've been collected. And yeah. so Raina's got it in her head that, you know, they're taking these people against their will and cutting off contact to their families. And so her sister gets taken at you know some we don't know how long it's been i think they talked about eight years yeah they they say it later on but i don't think that we know at the beginning of the book exactly how long it's been um but it's been long enough for her to really kind of foster this hatred for the frost king and the witch collector and and start planning this vendetta against them to to kill them and get her sister back because she's convinced that her sister is Costage. there against her will yeah and Reyna, it's thought that she's got no magic because she doesn't have any witch marks and because she's not able to sing, sing. her yeah. spells, but she is keeping her power a secret. Well, and, you know, we learn later, of course, that her mother knows quite well the power that Reyna has, but has been using a spell to keep those powers masked. But I guess, like, why didn't 
she do that for the sister? Obviously, the sister had known powers, and that's why she um, was taken. But is it because... I think Rena's special. I think maybe she has a little more of something that maybe the sister didn't have. And maybe the sister was masked to some extent. We don't actually know. Yeah. Like the sister could be and, a lot more powerful than we realized, or they realized as well. Yeah. And we learn pretty early on that her, that Raina's got this knife, this God knife this that God her father knife. gave her. And so I think there's, we're definitely going to learn more about, I mean, we do learn more in this book about it, but I think there's probably more to come because obviously her, her father knew something about this knife that was important and maybe shared that with the mom and that's why um they felt like it was necessary to to protect reyna yeah which i really liked that like that placement of the knife made it clear that there was like way more to the story than you were getting right off the bat so like you immediately knew that this was going to evolve into something else because why would her father have this like super powerful knife and he'd be the protector of it like obviously there's more to her father and her mom's story um, so I liked that, that the placement of that was well done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, Carissa Weeks uh, definitely knows how to craft a story um, uh, and you, set right? the scene and her world building is top notch. Um, so good. I was so yeah. impressed by it, considering that like I had never even heard of her. Um, yeah. Her writing is beautiful. Her world building is so great. And I actually read an interview of that she did. Um, and she said that that's really what she's all about. She wants to build this world where it just sucks you in and you get lost in it. And I'm like, well done. That's exactly what you did. Yeah. But- <laughs> I mean, it's so important to telling a satisfying story is like hitting those marks. And so I always mm-hmm. wonder with authors, it's like, where did you start? Like, did you start with the kernel of this idea? And then you're like, how do I craft a world around this idea for a story that I want to tell that's satisfying? Or do you start with the world and then the specifics of the story come later? Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but she like nailed it. Um, so, okay, so reyna has got, oh, another thing, loved it. Ding, ding, like checked the box on, on my list. She's older. Like you get oh, a yeah, sense she's right older. She's got some life experience. Like she talks about that. She talks about that later in the in the book when she's you know admonishing herself for her feelings about the witch collector. How she's like, God, what am I? Some like young girl that's got no control over my emotions. Like this is yeah. like bullshit. Come on, Raina, pull yourself together. Right, and like she comes into the scene with history. Like she's had a relationship. He's still around. They're friends. Like she's still like she's so they still think fondly of each other. But like it didn't work out. Like it's a very yeah, like, I think it's complicated place, though. You know, yeah. <laughs> I think it's complicated. Like she, she still does have a relationship with him to some extent. I think it's like kind of a, you know, they've reached an impasse because he, he's your typical like, I love this village, gonna stay here my whole life, yeah, blacksmithing, and I want a wife and a couple of kids, and we're just gonna like live this small life in this village. And she's like, I think, you know, yes, she's affected by her her vendetta and she's got this plan and and this plan is going to cause her to have to flee the village. So she knows she has to leave um, Mm -hmm. and he won't go with her. Uh, But I think also you get this idea that she wants more. You know, I think you get this idea that that the world is bigger and she's not going to be satisfied by just having a small, quaint life in in this village. Um, So, yeah, so they've reached an an impasse, but it's, you know, it's one of those – 
I think it's very true to life, even if you take the fantasy element of it off, because yeah. it's like, you know, she says like he's her first everything, you know, her first love, her first lover, her first heartbreak, her first, you know, all of that. Um, and so I think it's it is like, you know, you love this person and you still do. And that love hasn't gone anywhere, but you've kind of you've grown apart and you realize that you don't want the same things in life anymore, but that doesn't necessarily erase the feelings that you have for each other. Yeah. And so kind she of, says that straight out. Yeah. Trying to navigate what that means. And, you know, she's close with his family, you know, she's like yeah, a sister. part of that, their family. Um, and so that's like, that's complicated. And I think, you know, most of us have gone through that at some point in our lives. It's that nah, first. I cut them out. <laughs> <laughs> done well yeah I mean I do eventually too but you know like I had a boyfriend in high school for like a two and a half years or so like end of high school and, and early adulthood and I was very close with his family like his bro he had a brother that was a year younger than him and his mom um and you know I used to I lived at their house essentially you know I was over there all the time and so I remember like when we broke up it was kind of the same thing it's like you keep getting back together because your lives are so tied to each other even though you know you're not right for each other anymore there's like other yeah. circumstances that keep drawing you back together because that change is so devastating to your everyday life um you just need to be a complete loner like me no boyfriends nothing tying me <laughs> I was just, yeah I think I can get that though like because there is that thing like I couldn't go to my hometown now and live there like I'm just not that person like that's not where I'm meant to be so I could see that like you're holding on to like your roots and what you know um but also know that you don't belong there anymore yeah yeah so I think that's very much where she's at um, and I don't think that Finn has let go of the idea that she's going to come around. You know what I mean? Like, I think he's very much like, and you know, it, there's proof of that. So, okay. So she goes to him to sharpen the knife. Cause the first scene we get is like her kind of in the kitchen with her mom and she's using the knife to like cut vegetables. And she's trying to figure out this, how she's going to frame this like idea that she needs to like go kill or not tell that she's going to go kill the witch collector, but, but I need to get my knife sharpened. Yeah. It's not cutting the tomatoes right now. Right. So <laughs> she's definitely not going to be able to stab the witch collector. with. It. Yeah. And she's going to go to Finn. Who's like the best knife sharpener in town. Like his skills are unparalleled, but she's got to get it. Like Finn's obviously going to be like, why do you need this God knife sharpened? You know? Yeah, he's on to her immediately. He's like, oh, yeah, huh? Because they're like, they do a big festival every year for collecting day. It's like a celebration in the village. And so they have, you know, a big feast and dancing and all this hoopla. And so she's like, the ruse is that she's trying to do things to prepare for this festival. But really, she's preparing for her. She's going to start a witch collector. <laughs> yeah. Does she want to like, wait, does she want to take him hostage and then get the Frost King too? I think that must be it because her ultimate yeah. goal is getting back to her sister. her sister. And so she's going to need the witch collector's help to do this. Yes. Um, but I don't know that she's got like a real step-by-step -step plan in place for this. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know? she just has like um, motivation and like she sees the end goal, but she doesn't exactly know exactly how she's going to get there. Yeah.
Well, she's had a whole year to prepare, or eight of them, I guess. So, <laughs> yeah, she's had a while. Um, but we also get because I had mentioned that she's friends with his whole family, so we get introduction to one of the other characters, uh, Helena, who's mm-hmm. Finn's sister, and she's a little bit younger than Reyna, but she's like this kind of warrior type character, and she's actually trained Reyna. So Reyna, you know, you you understand early on that Reyna does know how to fight. I don't know how skilled she is at that but she does know how to fight to some degree I didn't um, which is another that was younger i thought she was older i saw her as like a big no, sister she... figure That's so oh funny. no but she mentions a couple of times that she's younger yeah um, she's younger than finn which I, I don't know, maybe that's why, because I know she's younger than Finn, and, and I sort of just assumed that Finn and Reyna were the same age. Uh-huh. Um, but in, yeah, regardless, it's not, I don't know, it's not really it's not important, important one way or the other. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, just that they're close, and she knows how to speak sign language, um, and she trains Reyna, and that's pretty much all we need to know about her from the get-go. Uh, we'll encounter her again later, and I think she's going to become more important to the story. But, you know, every yeah. everybody needs a sidekick. <laughs> well, and it's another... There's mention, like, uh, Raina kind of mentioned, like, she loves the family, and she will... She knows that, like, once she does this, once she takes the Witch Collector, like, she's saying goodbye to all of them, and she's sad about that, because she does really have, like, a close connection with Helena. Yeah. And it ticks another one of my boxes, too, in terms of the character knowing how to fight. Like, we see, we understand oh, so how that came to be <laughs> instead of just either, like, they immediately are good at fighting and there's no explanation for why. Um, yeah. So, uh, oh, so, you know, back to Reyna's powers. So we get little hints that she is quite powerful. We know that she knows how to heal because she there's a bird that flies into the house that she kind of is able to to pick up their life threads and weave them back together to um I would say bring them back to life but she does make a a point that there needs to be some life left remaining uh for her to be able to do this um and then we also know that she can she's a seer she can scry to see visions of I don't know about the future necessarily but at least people are where people are at yeah um and so she does this because there's a group of hunters that have gone missing. And I think that's also kind of laying the groundwork for something that's going to be important later because why, who cares that they were gone? Like it didn't really seem to have any impact to this part of the story. No, I mean, it meant it, it was a nice like segue to where you could realize that she could scry and that certain people do know. Um, because that was something that was supposed to be kept secret as well as her healing power, because those were both things that, you know, she would be taken targeted. For. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah. I just thought that was kind of a little funny thing. Cause it's like, well, she does see them, but it ends up being like, Oh, they just drank too much. Just, I liked <laughs> that. I mean, it was like a so like human element, like, yep, the boys went out hunting and they drank a little too much. And so they're a little delayed. Cause you know, a little hungover. yeah yeah um it was just kind of funny um but we also kind of learn a little bit more about the setup of how their world works so the whole land is called teresia i think that's how you say it 
Sure. Um, and it's sectioned off into these different territories. So there's the Eastland, and they're kind of they've been making trouble for centuries, pretty much. Because yeah. um, there's the Summerlands, and it's ruled by a fire queen, Fia Drumera, and there's like a hot commodity in the Summerland because that's where there's this myth that there's a city of ruin. And that's where all of the gods who have died are buried, like the bones of the gods. And so the Eastland had this king named Regner and he wanted to get control of the city of ruin. And so he's been trying to overthrow the fire queen um, who ends up killing him. And I don't know like what the timeline here is, um, but it seems like that happened a while ago. Like not, I think it maybe even happened before Reyna was born. I mean, we eventually kind of get the timeline because we find out more about one of the characters and how old they are and they were part of that altercation and everything that went down. But I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's I want to say like 300 years ago. That's that's my ballpark. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's that's when the Frost King had like come to power. But I'm talking about just when the king died. Is that all in the same time frame i, I don't know so. i thought that maybe, was all that same maybe. altercation i don't know either yeah, it but, could be could be and then is the king the king is not the same as the prince of the east or no. those two different characters yeah because the okay. king got murdered by the fire queen and then after that this like mysterious prince of the east somehow rose to power because and he's greedy <laughs> yeah. And we like we understand about him right away that he is somehow able to like get magic. And he like we understand that he's got access to these like ancient powers that no like nobody knows how he's figured out how to wield these powers. Um yeah, I have a quote actually where she's kind of her father told her about him and she's like their sovereign the prince of the east is more like a mythical figure than a true leader. Father always assured me he exists, a man who somehow steals life and magic from others to grant himself immortality and power, his own dark desires, a man made of shadows, souls and sin. So he's not a good guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it doesn't really sound like King Regner was a, a great guy either because he's been trying to make war. King Regner, I care. I guess I care. Don't care about him. Well, yeah. I mean, he's neither here nor there. He's like the past. But I think the, the like one important thing to understand about him was that he had a truce agreement with the Frost King, who's you know the ruler of the uh, Northland where Reyna lives, and so they've kind of been neutral in this war between. And what uh, about yeah. the West? I don't know what's going on out West. I don't think they really talk about Maybe there's nobody that. there. Maybe. I mean. Or maybe we're going to meet them later. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so yeah. So ever since the king died, the Eastland has been getting like more and more aggressive. And so there's been like rumors that he's going to invade the North. And, you know, that's basically what ends up happening pretty early on in the story here is that, mm -hmm. you know, we go, we finally are meeting the witch collector whose name is Alexis Thibault. Um, and we meet the Frost King whose name is Colden uh, Mosheka or Moshika, Moishka, Moishka. Moishka. 
Yeah. I had a friend named Moesha, and it was the same spelling, except there was no (laughs) K. So I think it's Moeshka is how I'm going to say it. All right. Sounds good. Um, So, yeah. So, like, we go kind of to meet them, and it's Colden, the Frost King, is telling Alexis that he had a bad dream, and he's got a bad feeling that some shit's going to go down, and he's not sure if it's a good idea for Alexis to go through with the collecting day. Um, But then we also learn that they're pretty specifically going to get Reyna, because Nefali, her sister, has told them that she is a seer and that she's going to be able to help them with this problem. Um, So at this point, we don't know that much about how Nefeli or Nephili, Nephili, Nephili. I don't Um, think I write it as like Nephilia or something. (laughs) Oh, Nephili. I don't remember. Anyways. We don't know about her kind of complacency in this new world that she is in. We learn later that she's very happy to be there (laughs) and not against her will at all. But I think early on, we don't know that. We just know that she has divulged the secret about Reyna, that she really does have power. Um, And so Alexis is is pretty much going to get her so that she can help. And we also kind of know that she's a seer. Yeah. They didn't know that. Like, yeah, I don't well, think yeah, anyone at this point knows how powerful she truly is. We don't get that right. until the oh, Yeah, neither does she. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Um, and we also get little hints that like she's been a person of interest for Alexis, not because of her power. She he didn't know about that, and she was never on his radar for that. But he is like, oh, you know, I've I've, I've definitely noticed her hot ass when I go to the villages. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like she's a pretty lady who's piqued my interest. Um, uh, but he's like, okay, you know, I understand that you're worried, but there's been, you know, rumors in the wind for a long time about the East attacking and I'll just, I'll go quick and I'll come back. Like, don't worry about it. Um, so, you know, he does, he makes his way through the villages and pretty much right away, he finds himself in an attack from, from the Eastlanders. Um, and you know, we see that they've got these, nasty magic fire arrows that are like melting people from the inside out and that's one of the things that alexis is like how the fuck does he know how to how those work like yeah you shouldn't have that skill or knowledge yeah yeah um and then we meet another character who will come back to later on it's you know alexis comes face to face with this uh red-haired easternler who seems familiar but instead of like engaging him in battle, he just turns around and rides away. Um, and we'll we'll meet up with him more later. I think he's going to be a, an important character moving forward in this. Oh yeah, um, he might but, have you might know, have his own side story if you ask yeah. me. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I see a possible spinoff. <laughs> yes. Um, but you know, Alexis, he wants to help. You know, he's trying to like fight back, but he, one of the other like members of the village is like no you know we're fucked <laughs> you know, like basically we're being yeah. totally decimated here the best you can do is like ride Throw on and try away, to warn too. the you know warn the next village down the road what's coming um and so that's that's what he ultimately does and then you know we go back to reina and she's pretty much deep in the festival at that point the hunters still aren't there but she 
there's some sort of hesitancy, like why she doesn't want to scry again. And I, I don't know if it's just because she's like putting off the inevitable or that she doesn't want anything to distract her from her purpose or, you know, That's what it's probably it. That sounds yeah. like her. <laughs> what it, yeah. So she, she's just like, okay, well, I'm just going to try to enjoy the festival a little bit. And so she does end up go- getting up and dancing with Finn. And I, I liked that interaction that they had that because kind of hot, considering yeah. that he's not ultimately, I think, the love interest in this story. Um, they had some good chemistry. And like, I liked that he kind of played her and, you know, took the, the knife from her because he knew what she was up to. to yeah, I loved moment. that part. Yeah, I loved it. It was so because great. I could, like I could see it and feel it, and like it. Yeah, it it rang true, if you will. Yeah, so he pickpockets her knife, yeah, and then like slips into the crowd and kind of mouths at her to come and get it, and she's like, yeah. "That fucker, that fucker." <laughs> yeah, no, they have really good chemistry. Like, and it was like I obviously this isn't real life, but if it were, I feel like that was something that would actually have happened. And yeah, because he she. Out. Yeah, because she knew he was on to her. Like, yeah. he, she knew that he was suspicious about the knife. And so now she's like, well, this thwarts my plans in a major way because I need the god <laughs> the knife. knife specifically because that's what's going to kill the witch collector. She knows there's some significance to that knife. Um, so, you know, at this point the Eastlanders kind of attack. So she's like in the process of wrapping her brain around how like Finn took my knife and now I got to go after him and find him. And then all of a sudden she hears wailing and screaming and the attack is upon them. And so they're kind of thrust into the middle of battle. And it's the same thing as at the other village where they're just getting decimated and everyone's getting murdered. I think like, you know, the idea is that maybe some people end up getting away, but for the most part, everyone's just murdered. Um, And she sees she kind of comes face to face with the witch collector. And I think she's got like a hatchet or something. Yeah, she does. She gets her hands like a Sith or something like that. And she's like, I could fucking try to kill him right now. He's right in front of me. But she realizes like, no, I got to try to help, you know, my people like this. This is going to have to wait. Um, And then we get like a really significant moment where, you know, we see Raina's mother and she's trying to sing magic to help the village and Mm -hmm. Reyna like sees someone about to attack her and kills that Eastlander and just has a moment of of relief from that and then her mom gets murdered that scene I adored I thought that scene was so well written and amazing and I loved this just like image of her mother and like Reyna looking up because Reyna didn't realize no not only does Reyna not realize how powerful she is she didn't realize how powerful her mother was and this is like a point where she actually sees it and like birds are dropping from the sky and there's fire everywhere. And like, she like looks up and she realizes like my mom is doing that. And only my mom, like that's her, like she's that powerful. I thought that was such a cool scene. Like my yeah. little nerd heart got really excited. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine my face while I was reading. Cause it's, it's one like, of those oh! where you're like, this shit's going down. Like what's going to happen next? Yeah. No, it was <laughs> yeah. really it's cool. <laughs> yeah, it was. And I mean, it was like that moment where, you know, her mom drops and Raina feels the surge of power coming through yes. her and she looks down at her hands and all of a sudden they're covered in these witch marks. Yeah, And 
not even having time to kind of wrap her brain around what that means or what's happening because she sees the god knife just randomly laying in the grass, which I don't know about that. Like, that's pretty convenient, but whatever. I'll, I'm I here think for the it. god knife's trying to find her. Yeah, you're right. Because a, we do yeah. learn that it's like spelled to her uh, later on in the book. But yeah. yeah, so I like how she looks down and it's there and she says like, almost like Finn left it there on purpose. <laughs> um <laughs> So she grabs it and then pretty much right away is in this altercation with an Eastlander who we learn is the prince of the East himself. Um, yeah, that came on quick, right? Like I didn't expect to meet him so quickly. But yeah. I, do. I can't yeah. get like a visual on him. Well, he's shadows. How could you? Yeah, <laughs> I know. But it's like, you know, I'm always trying to like you know place yeah. people i always pick actors i don't know maybe i just lack imagination or something um but can't for him remember the description of him at this me point. either but for whatever reason so you watched shadow and bone yes i did I yeah so whatever twice. for whatever reason and it's so strange because no i'm not picturing the main guy from that character as him but i'm picturing the the younger guy with the cane mal oh i liked that character that character is actually not from the show like melded two series together oh. um, and that character is from her crows series it's a good character oh interesting but and i really liked that actor so yes yeah for whatever I mean, reason i'm picturing I that but i don't know why for some reason i just picture him looking like real young i don't know I why i picture him as like you know dark eastern european i don't know yeah I, I think he's a little hot, probably. I mean, oh, yeah. Are. I mean, everybody's hot when I'm picturing them bad and good alike. I just like a lot of hotties in my yep. fictional universe. Yep. yep. Um, Helena. A dozen of hotties. Yeah. Helena is like a hot number. I don't know how I picture her. She's um, strong. Yeah. She's got like Beyonce vibes. I like her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, like, picture her and Finn and their family as, like, per persons of color. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know something. I don't know what. But I some don't sort even of... know if they were described that way. I just... <laughs> That's just how I, I think. I'm not sure if they were. Well, for, at first I thought maybe Raina was even black. But then I guess yeah. she's not because, or at least, like, when they get to her sister, they describe her sister as having pale curls. Yeah, Raina. Um, yeah, but Raina just has dark hair and her sister has light hair. Yeah. Anyways, they're meeting. This is a big seed. Like, she meets the. Sorry. I know I got caught up in my um, yeah so she meets the prince of the east and she just slashes the fucker across the face with her yeah. knife no hesitation I loved that I like because I just like I said first you meet him so much quicker than you expected to because obviously he's been set up as like the big bad villain of the story right and so you meet him right away and then she just slashes him right away too I was like oh all right <laughs> like we're in let's do this I like yeah. that well, one thing I like, too, is, like, the, as the reader, we we kind of know right away that the Witch Collector and the Frost King aren't bad. Right, we I get that like insight. I feel like that's pretty much laid out. I mean, we don't necessarily know how good they are, but I think it's right. it's laid out pretty clearly that they're not the monsters that Reyna has made them out to be, or, you know, her own misery over losing her sister has really kind of like inflated this hatred yeah. and I, I do think that it's strange but compelling to try to figure out why 
so secretive about the need for collecting day? Like, how does everybody else feel about it? Like, why don't they, why aren't they like clear about the reason why it's needed? Um, yeah. Why is it so shrouded in mystery to the point where Reyna is convinced that it's for like nefarious? I mean, it's probably in some way to protect the Frost King, but I don't know if that's really. Yeah, I mean, all of this is like, you know, this is book one in what's obviously going to be an ongoing series. So I think that there's a lot of like little kernels that have been placed that we're going to learn more about later. Um, Do you know what's crazy? This was originally supposed to be a novella. I can't even imagine because there's so much world building in this and there's so much going on. Like this could we and we are only at the very beginning. Like yeah, the surface. I know. I like was trying to go through my notes. I was like, how many pages am I? And we haven't even really gotten going. And what you know, this story is really about. Um, I mean, I don't know if we've really gotten going by the end of this book with what the story is really going to be about, but. it's been a wild ride so far. <laughs> um, so yeah, so you get this exchange between Reyna and the Prince of the East, and he kind of yeah. puffs away in, in this black smoke and tells her, you know, like, we'll meet again, Keeper, and, and when we yeah. do, I'm going to drive that knife into your heart and inhale your pathetic little soul. So he kind yeah. of is a giveaway right there that, oh, okay, you're inhaling souls here, so you're obviously, like... That's where your power is coming from. Yeah. Um, and we also get another uh, discovery that the witch collector and the prince of the east, like they know each other, like they've encountered one another before. Um, and he, like he, they kind of just have like a "oh, it's you" moment in this battle, and that, that happens. In this? Yeah, yeah. Oh. I'm trying to see. I thought I had it in my notes, but now I can't find it. Um, I know, like, in the... Does he just know him on some... Like, he doesn't realize who he is all the way later on in the book. No, but he, like... They've encountered each other before, and you know that right away. Um, And, you know, he's, he's telling the prince of the east like you're not gonna take her and he's like i don't want to fucking take her i just want to kill her because he doesn't know what's going on yet like he doesn't know he doesn't know about the god knife and its significance um at this point the the prince he also doesn't know what she's capable of yeah or or alexis like he doesn't know that she's got the god knife until way later on um but in any event like he wisps away and everyone's fucking dead and the witch collector's gravely injured and he watches Raina try to revive her mom um and so he gets this idea that like oh you're a resurrector and she's like no i'm not a you know she's not a resurrector because we know that there has to be like at least a glimmer of life left for her to be able to heal um but she does know how to heal and so he asks her to sing him alive um and I loved that moment, too, because at first she's just like, I'm walking no. away. I like, wanted you to die. And here you are dying. So peace out. <laughs> yeah. But I do like I like this idea that she turns around and she realizes that everyone else that she knows and loves is dead gone. or gone. Yeah. And so she doesn't want to be alone. And so even if it's somebody that she hates, at least it's somebody. And she understands that, like, 
she can't go at this alone and she's going to need some sort of someone to be there to to help her. Which is a um, really rational, like, well-thought-out response we don't typically see in our heroines in these books. <laughs> yeah. I like that. <laughs> I like it, too. And, I mean, I think, like, it's also... I don't know if she can sense some sort of something about him at that point. Well, she knows he's younger than she thought and not too hard on the eyes. She does make a mention <laughs> of that. So that might be part of the motivation. Like, hey, you know, if yeah. no one else is around, this guy's not so bad. <laughs> yeah. So she does end up healing him ultimately. And this takes a lot of her energy. And so she passes out. And then, you know, he kind of picks her up and they go about their their journey here. Um, she wakes up eventually and sees him doing this little, like, ritual that with the flowers uh, and the water. And that was really beautiful because it was yeah. like an ode to her, like, um, culture and, like, their, what they do when people pass on. Yeah, and I think that was kind of her first hint that, like, maybe there's something – more more about this this guy than i realized not that she can trust him but i think it's like the first kernel of seeing that he might actually appreciate their people yeah um and isn't just like a i don't know what would you call that a person that just rounds people up and like soulless like yeah a people user (laughs) yes a people user um so they have to get back to winterhold and yeah well like i like that because it makes sense because he's like well i've got you we are going to stay on our path it's always been to come retrieve you and take you to winterhold so here we go (laughs) yeah and i like because like they realize pretty immediately that there's going to be an issue with that because in order to get to i think they just call it winter road yeah. Like the main road to get to the castle, they've got to get to that. And all of the witch walkers that are at the castle are singing their magic to create this barrier around the whole of the castle, which starts with the wood outside of Reyna's village. And they've created this magical construct to make it difficult to travel How cool. to the castle. Yeah, and so they've got to go into this spelled wood. Wood. But Alexis assures her that the magic's going to recognize him, so while it might be uncomfortable, it's not going to kill them, but it's not going to be easy. Yeah. That was such a cool dynamic, though, because they're they're all trying to get to Winterhold. Like, they are, and so are the Eastlanders, because they want to go, like, mess shit up and attack and take it over. And they're stuck in this, like construct like together but like they're fighting each other and they're both trying to get to the same place like I just thought it was a really cool setup it was a cool setup and then you know so they're like alone it's just the two of them and it so this is where we like are spending the majority of the book is stuck in this construct and it's like it's super cold and there's like weird fog and smoke and making them feel confused and turned around. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought I was really interested in it. But then I thought like, oh, this could also get really boring. 
But it didn't because no. you're meeting them. Like they're basically falling for each other throughout this. Yes. And honestly, like that's such a smart way to do it because you've isolated these two main characters and it really gives them the opportunity to get to know each other and for that bond to grow where you're not having to take your time away to develop these other characters. Yeah. I mean, you're still getting some of them, like you're getting uh, the prince and there's these moments where, okay, so like side aside from that, somehow he realizes that that's the God knife and she loses it. I should say that she leaves it behind at her village. Um, and then, you know, when she, he, Alexis takes her away and she wakes up and she doesn't have the God knife anymore. So that's lost at this point. Um, but we like the the prince of the east realizes what that knife is and he knows that knife's significance um mm -hmm. and somehow he's able to come to reina in her dreams and then also yeah. through crows that have been following them and Which watching them was interesting because it seems like they have some kind of connection so i'm like well why does reina have a connection to this like eastlander prince like that seemed strange um and also like kind of scary like you can't even trust your own mind like you close your eyes and there he is and he can see yeah he knows what you're up to but i do love that it like evolved into like she was like waiting for him like all right fucker come on what are we gonna talk about now you know yeah. <laughs> and then she just started like taking it out on the poor crow <laughs> i know i didn't like that because i love animals but i, I did crows. like yeah. yeah but i did like that she's like formidable yeah and she's smart and like She's likable, which you don't always get. And like, see, like Incapable. we said, sometimes that's good. Sometimes you need that like development. You need to start out with the character. You're like, Ugh, girl. Um, but with her, like it works. Like she's not yeah. that. Like I, I like her right away and I'm still there for the story. And she is still evolving and developing. So it was well yes. done. <laughs> yes. That was, that's another, when I mentioned earlier on how like there's a lot of things that are different about this book, that's one mm -hmm. of them because it's been so smart because and uh, like something that is familiar is discovery of witches because the character in that book was also, you know, like she had been spellbound. And so there's these things about herself that she doesn't understand and that she doesn't know about. And so like, that's going to be her story is like figuring out her magic and how that works. Um, but at the same time, she's very capable and very intelligent and, yeah. And she's actually saving Alexis's ass, like, pretty much on the regular throughout this book. But it's nice because <laughs> he's teaching her how to save his ass. So there is, like, a collaboration there. You know, like, he is helping her to kind of, like, hone her power and, like, realize, oh, I can control fire. I didn't know that. Like, yeah. So there's, like, the really nice, like, organic relationship between them. And it's very believable. And you understand how she could start falling for him. It's not where you're, like... Stockholm syndrome like what's going on here you know like yeah well yeah that's exactly it it's like she can't help but have to admit to the fact that he's been nothing but honest with her he's like tells yeah. gives her answers when she's asking for them yeah. <laughs> and you know is kind and yeah. she's really like having a hard time coming around to that because she wants to hate him so well, badly. Like, dare I say, is he a nice alpha? Like, yes, that's, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and that's that's different. You know, that it is different. It, they call this like an, an enemies to lovers 
book and i get that because she fucking hates him at the start but he's he's not your average alpha like he's not a dick in fact like because i'm emotionally unhealthy which i've fully admitted to previously and i do like him like i do like that character so don't get me wrong i'm not saying that he should be written differently because it's actually pretty refreshing um to see an alpha like this who is like strong in his own way and he still has secrets and still has you know we get um the knowledge that he's got this dark power uh and initially we don't know how that works but he's obviously got this darkness inside of him that he's figured out how to trap and and not let out and so you know there's obviously going to be some issues with him and this right. power but like that still kind of goes to his credit because he has this darkness but he's keeping it controlled and he like that that speaks to him even more you know like he's not using this dark power he's controlling it and keeping people safe from it like yeah and i did like how you know she when they initially get in the wood she's like okay well i needed you up till this point but now i i'm you know on the road and i'm gonna go find my sister and i don't want to be around you anymore and he's kind of just like well all right all right but you know there's a lot of fucking harrowing things you're gonna have to go through here i don't think you're gonna get very far on your own but you like know that he's there's no way that he's gonna leave her to her own devices he's just waiting for her he's giving her the space that she needs to come around to realizing that she does they need to work together in order to to get through it yeah, yeah to get through it um oh i did highlight one part so you know like there is chemistry right off the bat and i like this one passage where she uh reina says he he turns to look at me and a uh, charge sparks through the air between us again though i wish it weren't so a shiver dances across my skin i want to dismiss it as disgust but that would be a lie so it's like you know she's drawn him pretty immediately um yeah she doesn't like hide that that like eh, this guy's pretty uh okay in the looks department you know there's something there there's a there's a draw like you said so mm-hmm. i like that too i like it when like i don't like it when they fight it so hard it's like girl you know you like him <laughs> yeah but they still like manage to have a good banter yeah you know, where still he's holding like, back and i'm fine yeah, with that just admit and, you're holding back <laughs> yeah and she's being a stinker and he's kind of being like a little annoyed but also amused by it and so you know there are like enough elements about his alpha persona that are still appealing um to me and you know he's also like he's like you said he's helping her he's giving her this information he's like helping her realize that it was her mother that was hiding her witch marks um and that when you know she passed that caused that magic to fall apart and he helps her with the fire um and he tells her, you know, that magic can be created from a song, but it's not required. Uh, in fact, the most powerful magic is conjured from the deepest parts of our souls, not with our voices, hands, or anything else. And so, yeah, he is, he is like acting as this teacher uh, for her mentor. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's that's all really interesting. Like that, he's really just at every turn, kind of helping her. Um, become stronger you mentioned too like it's surprisingly not boring and i do think that goes a lot to the the writing the writing is so beautiful that like you're in it like you're lost in it and like 
I just can't stress that enough, like how well yeah. it's done. <laughs> well, it's like, you know, it's a fantasy, but all of these characters are also real. Real. You know, like you can like, you can empathize with them or like understand why they're feeling what they're feeling. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, it's, yeah, it's very well crafted um See, I, to, a, I totally am jealous because I like this one because I just thought it was so beautiful and it's like I think it's right when they get away and they're like at um like a river like getting water and stuff and it says a war house right this is her his horse a war horse black as a moonless night drinks from the stream that moves on lazily as ever as though the rest of the world has no notion of the devastation that transpired in the night. And I don't know why that scene, like just, it got, I'm like, it was so beautiful. And like, I, I've had that feeling before where like you go through something really traumatic and then you're just sitting there at peace, like, and no one knows what's happened. Like, you know, and like, I just really, it captured that. And it was just, it was just beautiful. Like this beautiful black horse and the Creek and this moon, like, yeah, oh. I know. It's funny because I like, there's a lot of lines like that and you know other writers too have them and it's like you really want to take a moment and like kind of chef kiss those yeah that's exactly what I was doing by highlighting that I was like (laughs) so well done same thing with like the scene with the mother and the when she like accesses her power like yeah yeah because I feel like those little moments can get lost in like the larger they can part of the story it's like a big like fantasy and there's lots of action and like you want the sex scenes like you know like they do but they were so well balanced you got it all and you did catch those moments and you appreciated them like yeah kudos that's all I can say Mm -hmm. and you know just watching their their like attraction grow as they deal with these you know scary situations together is and you know like I did uh highlight another passage where they talk about the witch collector and his hotness um (laughs) Raina said he also made me weak the witch collector is more than handsome his face created to slay with a glance kissed and blessed by the gods themselves that face combined with that gentle way of his delivered from beneath uh, all that tempered that tempered power does awful things to my mind even when he's angry with me my body responds I hate everything about it I feel like a youth again incapable of controlling whatever it is that puts puts such fire in the blood more than anything I don't want to need him I don't want to need anyone anymore and that's a very like relatable she's really holding on to that too like you get that sense she's like overcome her hatred for the most part. I mean, hatred is a hard thing to let go of. It's a hard thing to like reconcile within yourself that somebody is not like the monster that you've created them to be. Um, But also this is a thread that's tied through the whole thing that I don't want to need somebody. I don't want to give my heart, you know, like Finn says it to her uh, early on when he tells her that, you know, there's no love without fear and you'd understand that if you thought about anybody besides yourself and what you want. Um, you get it again when you uh, see the relationship that she has with the older woman, Mina, in the village 
who ends up being related to <laughs> the red-haired guy that we'll meet later, um, that like victory only comes through sacrifice and that you must something must be lost if you're ever to gain and you can't fear this and you'll never move forward if you never leave things behind. And that's really like, you know, what she needs to le- leave behind is her fear of letting somebody get close to her and admitting that she is vulnerable Um Mm-hmm. And she does want that. She does. She wants to be able to take care of herself, but she also wants to be able to feel like she's being taken care of. And she doesn't like that part about herself, um, which is very relatable, I think, yeah. to people that have closed themselves off emotionally. It's that, you know, can I trust this person? And if I place my trust in them mistakenly, what's that going to cost me? And is the cost going to be worth it? Um, so that's, you know, that I love that that is like a very through line in this story between their relationship evolving. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, like I said, she's saving his ass quite a few times, like she's has to heal him, uh, a few times. And I like that she does notice that there's something that's different about him, you know, like when she sees these like threads when she's like weaving them back together to to heal people and, and his are uh, different. They're frayed and they have multiple frayed edges and multiple threads. Um, so yeah, that's just kind of, you know, you know that there's something different about Alex. Um, and then there's, you know, we kind of touched over the, the Prince of the East tracking their progress and, and visiting her and, you know, telling her, keeps calling her a keeper and that they're going to, they'll see each other again. Um, yeah. And I also keeps it from getting boring. Cause like, then you're like, oh, there's some mystery here. Like, what's the keeper? What's this all about? Like, you know, there's all these little hints to kind of lead you along little carrots. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and another scene that I loved a lot was when they have to go over the frozen lake. Yeah, I was going to talk about that. Like, that was such a cool scene. And then also what they find at the other side of the lake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, a crazy lady. A crazy lady just attacks Alexis. She comes at him after they cross this lake that has frozen over and they can see all these dead Eastlanders below it. So it's obviously part of the con- construct and it was used to like capture and kill all these Eastlanders that were trying to get to Winterhold. But it was a cool scene. Creepy. Yeah. It scary. Especially it was scary. I was mm-hmm. so, I was so nervous that the horse was going to go through the, I mean them too, but yeah, of course like, like two horses on there. Yeah, so I was like, yeah. they want to take the horses. And like, well, I they they need that too. She's like, we them. can't leave. We can't leave the horses behind. It's like, yeah, oh, so smart. <laughs> yeah. I was so sad that her horse ended up dying later. That really was, yeah, I don't want to talk about that. I know. It's very I still difficult. don't talk about that in Never Ending Story, and we're not going to talk about that in this All book. Right, fair enough. <laughs> I didn't I didn't even add it to my notes anyway. I just thought of it. Yeah. Well, yeah, so they cross, and then this crazy woman comes out of the bushes, and it's just like a banshee like going after Alexis. Alexis? Alexi? Alexi? Yeah. I just call him Alexis. Alexis. Um, um, yeah, doesn't she kiss him in that part, too, or is that later? Yeah, maybe. Oh, she does kiss him later. Um, but she's familiar. We recognize her. She's Helena. She's Helena. Yeah. And so obviously immediately, um, Rena feels like a connection, like, you know, wants to be 
it's just her friend, you know, like, so they're trying to figure out. Yeah, she's like, thank God you're not dead. I thought you and your whole family were dead like everybody else. Um, Mm -hmm. And she's got the the knife. She's got the freaking knife. Yeah. That's convenient. (laughs) That knife, that dang knife just keeps showing up um, right when you need it. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. froze it on my screen and your oh, no. eyes are so wide and you're just like it's great anyway <laughs> i hope it scene. stays like that <laughs> i do too it's amazing <laughs> it's like when you pause someone in an unfortunate <sighs> facial expression on tv yeah what, what yeah. were you gonna say you snapped like you thought of something well i tried to get it and then it unfroze and so now i just oh oh okay no i'll yeah. never know You'll never know. But yeah, this is a cool scene because uh, Helena's kind of deranged, but then they talk her down and then they, they bring her on to the mm-hmm. entourage. But right? she's suspicious. She's yes. like, I don't buy, like, I don't know what's going on between you two, but you've always hated his guts. Don't forget that. Like, right. I'm, you're riding with me on this horse and like, she's we're very keeping possessive. Separation. Overrated. Like, yeah. And that's why I probably got big sister vibes was because of that whole yeah. interaction but I, it was cracking me up that they keep they keep mentioning like she really smells like yeah <laughs> yeah at first rain is just like i don't know i guess it's just because none of us none of us probably smell all that great right now we've been right? without a bath for a while but then alexis is like no dude she stinks like something something off about bad. that <laughs> right and like i can't believe you're choosing to ride on a horse with yeah. a stink pot there not me getting all warm and cozy because you know you like it when my hands wander a little bit uh. yeah 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 I mean I enjoy that you know and he's he's sad about that you know like every time it seems like they're making some progress something happens and she kind of pulls, pulls back a little bit and he's not he's not jazzed about that you know like he's feeling a connection to her too and and he makes kind of mention a couple of times about oh if life was different like i would have courted her and wooed her and which is the only part i did not like in this book i remember that there was like a moment and he says something about like i would have written her poems and and i said ew no poems please (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean i don't know unless it's it could I don't I don't know about that. I mean, you know, like in the one book we were reading, I already forgot the name of it, the, the KF Breen series. Like I did like that part between Nefane and the writing. Yeah, like when they were writing each other yeah. letters and they were kind of dirty. I mean, I guess that's not the same as poetry, but I liked that idea of kind of like the no. old school wooing between no, correspondents. Let me read this. Okay, okay, okay. In another life, I would have tried to know her. I would have admired her and read her poems written by my own hand. I would have walked with her through fields of star drops, danced with her in the stream. I, thought it was I don't know. Cute. I'm just like bitter and like, I don't know. But I was like, eh, no, no. Well, maybe it's I just that for her and slayed dragons. <laughs> well, see, now you're getting into the other type of alpha, which I agree. Yeah. Like Ale- Alexis is a tender heart. He is a he's little like, tender. He's a misunderstood warrior, um, and that's different than the normal. Al- In fact, you know, like we'll we'll get more from the Frost King later. The Frost King is more my kind of alpha. He's a little bit of a dick. 
I don't like him for asking. <laughs> I love really. him. Right yeah. away, I'm like, I, you like I him, want yeah. some more of you, Colden. I hope we get more of you in the next book because you're hot. Oh, um, he's a main character. Yeah, Hello. I mean, Alexis is hot too, but yeah. I am immediately, and again, in my emotionally unhealthy um, desires drawn to Colden because he's like selfish and kind of dickish to me see Colton's yeah. too selfish and dickish Alex- Alexis starts out like this and like I have to give him credit when he's saying this this is uh, like harking back to another time when he was young and a totally different human I guess I would say if he's I guess he's still human right a little bit um, yeah yeah but like he we find out more about him and then he becomes hotter because he's yeah. stronger <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're yeah. We're getting there pretty quick. Well, first of all, when uh, we learn that the reason Helena is stinky is because she is a wraith. Yeah, she is possessed. She's been possessed, Um, and we know that she has. This is because of the prince. The prince, and this is another realization of like how does he have this power because wielding wraiths is it's an old practice of the summerland and he He shouldn't know know how to do that um but that's we we understand now that it's all because of the god knife so he knows that that's out there and he wants that and so he's using the wraith to possess helena to basically get the knife to him um and we get another little tidbit because when Helena as the Wraith kisses Alexis. Yeah, yeah, it was nasty. He, he, she whispers to him, oh, it is you, sorcerer. Yeah, there you are, sorcerer. So we know he's a sorcerer. Yeah, which I love. Yeah, no, it's great. More. We're like, all right, there's Drew more to him. you hard. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's exactly what happened there. I was like, Yeah! <laughs> But yeah, so now we know that about him. And then what, mm-hmm. like, she event? Oh, they like, the they construct like locks her up. Yeah. So actually the sister in- is able to do it with her magic. Yes. Right? And I don't know, like, I guess we, we know this from Alexis, that this construct is kind of Nephili. She's yeah. like super powerful. She's like one of the head, head witches. Um, and this is her magic and they call it, I don't think I wrote it down, but they call it like some other type of, of magic okay. that oh. they didn't even know was possible or that Raina didn't even know was possible. It's like this extra magic to be able to do it at that level. So and both of these sisters basically have some boss ass power. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we do learn that Nefoli Nefel um, is Colton's lover. Yes, and Raina immediately dismisses that as bullshit. And Alexis is not. like, it's not. She's super into it, but whatever. Yeah, and that they're, they're like friends. Little... Oh, yeah. yeah, like this is something we didn't talk about. Like Alexis was taught how to sign by Nephilim, yeah. which is also like a, aw. Like, you yeah. know, like he learned he learned how to communicate so he would be able to communicate with Raina. And was that necessary? necessary? Not really. Like, he could have just kidnapped her and taken her to the castle and had that be that. But no, he wanted to take the time to, like, learn how to communicate with her so that he could explain, you know, what was going on and and that he wasn't a bad guy. Um, Yeah. And you also know, like, 
that like him and Nef- I don't know how to say the sisters Nefeli Nefel um they're friends like they're they're good friends yeah they have a close relationship and he has lots of respect for her and I feel like it's mutual so that's like another kind of yeah, I don't layer. think I, I did highlight it, but I don't think it's one that I wrote down in my notes where he you don't know he's talking about Nefeli yet. Um, mm-hmm. But in the early, early part, he mentions like a friend that's talked him back from the darkness on on multiple yeah. occasions. And then so you like you come to understand later that that's Raina's sister, um, you know, and so like, yeah, so it, of course, like this is really difficult for Raina with Helena being trapped in the rootbound cage because she doesn't want to leave her behind. But, you know, Alexis convinces her that there's no way to help her, like, you know, without killing her, like, there's no way to get the wraith out of her. And so they do have to leave her behind. And, you know, she tells Helena, like, I know you're still in there. And, like, I'm coming back for you. Like, I I promise you I'm going to come back for you. Um, and so well, you know, at that point, didn't the wraith like take off too, or the wraith wasn't like being all wraithy? Like it was Helena that they were leaving yeah, behind. Yeah, because yeah, because yeah. they were going back and forth where yeah, she was, fighting. you know, They're like Smeagol and <laughs> yeah, totally, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, then they have to go about back about their journey, basically. Um, but we finally get like, oh, are they gonna fuck finally? Well, one thing I just wanted to mention that I liked, obviously, the author uh, doesn't like feet, which I related to because I have a f- I hate feet. And I, for <laughs> the longest time, like I wouldn't even get pedicures because I didn't know if I was going to be OK with like a stranger touching my feet. Um, and like from when I was a child, like my friends would put their feet on me, like on my face. And yeah, it I just like, like I don't like super gross me out. And I don't know why. But, like, foot fetish stuff, like, seriously makes me want to throw up in my mouth. Like, I cannot watch somebody, like, sucking toes and stuff like that. It just really sets me off. That might even be worse than ass eating, honestly. <laughs> but I like that, you know, like, she's healing him and, and he's like, you know, but how are you doing? Like, is there anywhere else on you that needs to be healed? Is it your feet? Because she's got like some frostbite going on. And she's like, my toes look horrendous, black tipped, covered in blisters from two small shoes. Feet are bad enough without all that damn. I was like wondering where you got this. I didn't even latch on to that. Like, oh, I, I had to it. highlight it because I just it made me crack up and I'm like, yeah, feet are well, gross. That's so <laughs> funny because um, in the Winterland, we're reading at one point, like, I wanted, the character says something about, like, I don't like baths. I don't want to sit in my own filth. And I highlighted that because that's how I feel about baths for the most part. I'm not a fan. Like, I'll take yeah. them out then with some Epsom salt, my back's out. But, like, not a big fan and like it spoke to me and I'm like you probably didn't even remember that part of the book right like (laughs) I do remember that part of the book because I kind of feel the same way um so yeah I don't think I highlighted it but I do remember it oh I highlighted Um, it (laughs) yeah but also in that moment I like how it's like obviously she's feeling a certain kind of way about Alexis because she doesn't want to see her her broke ass feet so (laughs) I just thought that was funny but yeah, so they they end up in this cave and they're like bonding and talking and it's really cold and they need some warmth. And so, you know, before you know it, they're making out and you're like, yes, finally, this we're going to get some hot action. And we've got, you know, some his hungry mouth on her breast, um, telling her to take what she needs. 
Um, that was and, hot too. Like, take yeah. what you need. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Your body can be my fucking plaything. I like it. Um, <laughs> but of course, like any other book where they like heat you up and cool you down and heat you up and cool you down, they're never going to fuck right off the bat. I mean, not that this is right off wow. the bat. I think we're probably more than halfway through the book, but this is like the first time they really come together in like a hot. Like, you're like, this is, might happen. Like, as a reader, you're like, this could happen. Yeah. But I knew happen. it wouldn't, because it never does that first time. There's always fucking something that interrupts The them. next book we read is going to disprove that, but we'll talk about that next time. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Uh, I was surprised by that, too, I, I gotta say. Too. Um, yeah, they usually make you work for it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, like, of course, she closes her eyes, and the prince does that mind meld thing with her where he's like, Oh, thanks for the show. Like, oh, you're here. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> and this time she's like trying to lean into it because she wants to get some sort of clue about like where he's at in his journey um, or what's going on. But at this point, like, he know he tells her that he knows about the God knife and he thanks her. Um, except I don't yeah. think he knows that like they've gotten it back because no they trapped Helena. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I but think I he will. does because he's pretty much just telling her like now I know it's in the construct and I'm in the construct too and yeah. I'm gonna make sure that you stay trapped in here. Which um, is interesting because like he does like like then she knows like oh shit he's actually here because she didn't know that at that point if he was there or not she knew there were Eastlanders there but she didn't know that the prince was there. Yeah. And they, and this whole time they've been kind of like wondering, like, when are they going to, they're going to know when they make it to the castle because the construct will fail. Will fail. Like that's going to be like the big, you know, as long as the construct is holding then the witch walkers are. Yeah. Oh, and they do make mention like there's weird lights and stuff going on in the sky. And Alexis knows that that means that like the construct is being challenged. Like stuff is going down. So yeah. But this um, is the one time, like, I, could, I couldn't relate to Raina because, I'm sorry, I would have been like, sorry, Eastlander I'm Prince. busy. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll get to you later. I'll go find one of your crows, okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm getting some sorcerer dick right now. Like, right? She doesn't know that. But, but who knows? Because, <laughs> like, Alexis is such a goddamn tease. Like, after yeah. this, it's like every single time they're about to get hot and heavy, he's like, no, wait. I have more secrets to tell you. No, that wait. So I'm so I must be totally honest with you. And I'm like, come yes. on. Just get some dick. You don't have to tell her everything. He has to be honest. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Um, but he's about to get even more honest because something's yeah. going down. Yes. So, like, we get... We get a conversation about the god knife, finally. Raina's like, okay, I'm gonna tell Alexis about this god knife. Um, and I don't think it happens all at once, but she does make note when she first shows him the knife that his green eyes turn to this black liquidy thing. So yeah. she knows that there's something like there's a connection something between going him and on. Knife. Yeah. And so I think like even though it's not made it's not made known to us, the reader, I think like Raina kind of makes this connection pretty immediately, but she doesn't like want to admit it to herself or she's not yeah. sure of it. But at at some point along the way, he tells her the story about how he's the sorcerer that made the knife. Um, and they talk about, like, Raina's father finding it and him telling Raina that, like, he had to keep it. And sh- and Alexis is like, yeah, because, you know, somebody spelled 
and basically bound the blade to your father, the keeper. And so like when he passed, for whatever reason, that spell was passed to you. You became the keeper. Yeah. Yeah. And so like likely that the prince saw that spell and like, but he, I don't know. It's weird because he says that he saw the spell when she attacked him on the green and realized that he couldn't take the knife as long as it was in Reyna's possession. But they also make it seem like he didn't know about the god knife right away. So I guess maybe he like knew it was spelled, but he didn't necessarily know the significance of the knife at that point. Um, but he should have known it. it's his knife. No, the prince, I mean. Oh, the not prince. Alexis. Oh, yeah. I was like, Alexis made the knife. What are you talking about? He knew. <laughs> no, the prince. Because like the okay. prince knew he couldn't take the knife as long as it was in Reyna's possession, but I guess he didn't know it was the god knife specifically. Um, whatever. In, in any yeah. event, they've got the knife back. But here was a part that I didn't like. It's like, Alexis is like insistent that he holds on to the knife. But I was like, Why? You just got done saying how, like, the prince couldn't take it if it was in her possession. So why is it safer with you carrying it when Reyna's been saving your ass, like, consistently through this whole journey? Like, you're there to protect Reyna, so why don't you let her hold on to the knife? Yeah, I don't... I mean, I imagine, like, the knife was just calling to him. He couldn't keep himself away from it at that point, but... Yeah, that could be. That would be a satisfying explanation to that. I just thought, <laughs> I mean, you knew that, like, the knife was going to get taken. As soon as, like, he was insistent upon being the one to carry it, I was like, well, this knife's going to get taken away from you. Like, I can see this coming from a mile away. Um, so then they come upon a group of Eastlanders uh, who don't see them, and they can just hear them in the distance. And Alexis tells Raina to, to stay put and he's going to take care of them. And she's got, I like this too, because it really speaks to Raina's humanity where she's like not super on board with the idea of all these Eastlanders being murdered. Like she understands that it's the way that it has to be because they need to, you know, it's self-preservation at that point and they would absolutely yeah. like kill or capture them. Um, but she's not, she's conflicted about it. And I, yeah. I liked that. Yeah. Uh, and he tells her to stay put. And she's like, okay, I will. But then she hears all these men screaming and then all their screams die at the same time. And she's like, I'm not going to stay put. <laughs> yeah. uh, and this is probably the part that you were referencing where, you know, Alexis gets hotter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because he just like annihilated all these guys with this dark power that he has inside of him that he can't quite tell her all about. But you know, you know that there's something there. Um, and he's like a freaking warrior. So, yeah. Well, and I like, I like this idea that, you know, he's kind of tentatively trapped this power. Like he can let it out, but he can't let it out easily. And when he does, he doesn't have control over it whatsoever. Yeah. And well, so that's the why only he time to stay, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'll take yeah. you out too. Like it, it's not discerning, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, he can only use it when he knows that, um, it's every, it's okay to destroy everything in around him. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, I liked that moment where she kind of comes upon him and he's like, get back, you know, like I can't. And, Not and sure we're good yet. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, he doesn't hurt her. Like there's, she kind of is able to kind of bring him back to himself a little, which is another part of their connection. Um, yeah. That I liked. Yeah. Um, 
And of you course, know, he's not really mad at her because he likes her spirit because he's so good. Right. Like, I knew you wouldn't stay put. That's just you. And I like yeah. that about you. So. Yeah. But that made it must have made it like so much more terrifying for him. Yeah. Too. Because like knowing that there was a good likelihood that she was going to get up in their their business. Yeah. <laughs> um. So... At some point, we also, he tells her the story of how the Frost King came to be. Um, and basically, I like this too, because this is a real kind of like fae gods, gods. meddling yeah. in, in human affairs sort of uh, Jealousy, story. Lust. Yeah, and I, I like those. Uh, but it's also like, I don't know, like they she found a way to make it like really unique to this world. Well, she um, also explained it. Like, I feel like so often you get this like explanation of like, well, the gods did it, but like, you don't quite understand. Like, I think we've had that on this podcast where we're talking, we're like, I guess that's why I don't know. Like it was really clear why decisions were made and why this thing happened and why this thing happened and how that's now affected the reality now. And I really appreciated that. Like there wasn't any of me, like, I don't get it, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And I thought, I don't know, it also made the Frost King, like, such an interesting character. And I'm really mm-hmm. excited to meet the Fire Queen that I, I assume that we're going to meet her in the next book because they're headed yeah, that way. They're headed that way. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so we learn that, you know, at one point the Fire Queen and the Frost King were humans and they were in love with each other. But the there was a god who had fallen in love with uh, Colden and he was goddess. yeah goddess sorry um and she was basically like drugging him with these things called fever lilacs to You're my lover <laughs> yeah and they finally wore off and he you know was pissed off because he realized that he loved fia and wanted to go back to her and the goddess in a fit of anger um made him immortal and then that really pissed Colden off, and he ended up just leaving the goddess chained to some cliff. Um, but then, you know, back to, I don't know if this happened like before or after or simultaneously, but this other god, Neri, 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 um, as a favor to Asha, the goddess who is in love with Colden, he made Fia immortal as well, but he gave her fire magic and then Colden has frost magic. And then this way, because their elements are in opposition to one another, they're never going to be able to come together again. Yeah. Uh, and he would... did that though, because he wanted Asha. Neri wanted Asha right. to commit her heart to him. Right. And right. Not right. Be like, I love these humans. You know? <laughs> right. Um, and so, you know, now now we understand that that's why the the South and the North don't fuck around with each other. It's because they, they like cannot together. be together. Um, and then we also learn, and I don't like. I honestly, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest. I didn't highlight that much around here, so I I don't remember if she explained fully how this came to be. But we learn that Alexis has the power of Neri inside of him like that's the dark yeah. magic that he has but it's because I, he was a sorcerer and he was he human was. and he was an eastlander right that was the whole thing too yeah yeah because he knew about their customs with the yeah flowers and stuff so yeah 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 um but i i i don't i don't remember how that was explained but somehow 
the power of Neri got trapped in, inside, inside of him. Inside of him. It must have been done by a, a different god or something. I don't know. He was dipping his hands in a lot of pots because he was, you know, this really powerful sorcerer and he was like an assassin and he was trying to escape that life because he had a wife and a child. So. Right. There's a lot going on, so, you know. So, yeah, point, he maybe, like, tried to exchange. I want to say that it was explained. I'm just blanking out. I think it was, too. I, I don't know why I didn't feel like it was important to highlight. Probably because I was mad because they were about to fuck again, and that's when Alexis is like, no, but first I have to tell you. Yes. The spirit of Neri is inside of me, so I don't know if you want to get up on that. Just tell her later. Yeah. <laughs> Right? No, he has to be so honest and forthcoming all the time. And that is a thread that, like, there keep more keeps coming to keep her mm-hmm. from getting it yes. all with him. And then, yeah, I mentioned that later, too. Um, so, you know, obviously, uh, Raina's a bit put off by that. And then, like, you know, he goes off to, like, gather some kindling or something and give her space to mull over what that means. And he ends up being taken by the prince's general, General Vex. He's, like, <laughs> like the baddest name. general. Like, he's, like, the baddest of the bad. Like yeah. Elite and he takes squad. the god knife, which is like, yes, keep the god knife with Reyna. But maybe yeah. like other people could take it away from her, just not the prince specifically. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know, but we needed that knife to be in place. So we're going to go. Yeah. 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 No, I get that. I get that. Um, and then, you know, we're also uh, coming back into communication with i don't know why i phrased it like that the redheaded guy's back and we learn his name is ronan and we also learn that he's a double agent yes, and so he he's was actually like sent by the frost king yeah and so he's trying to like help them while not giving that away um mm. but also you know when when alexis gets taken his power gets bound with iron chains because that's something you know Faye. I we guess all the, know about the gods iron. are like Faye and Faye don't like iron. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I lost I you say? there for a second. <laughs> so where'd she go? Yeah, so they have <laughs> they have him and then but then also Helena comes back into play as well. Yes, and that's like I don't I kind of wonder if like how she's gonna end up being like a tool that the prince is using plays with yes, yeah because the because wraith just like, took off like that was the yeah. only explanation like the wraith was yeah. like i'm done yeah. bye so it's like i don't know i feel like this might be trouble later on that he's obviously got some way to to access power over her so i'm i don't know i'm just kind of like suspicious right of that well, and then for- they've also are very heavily setting up um a flirtation between Helena and Ronan. Ronan. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was like, what? Redhead guy. For sure. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So Helena shows back up. She's like, the wraith left me. I don't know. I just felt it leave. Like, I could tell that it was like leave leaving, not just giving yeah. me my body back for a minute. And she got out of the rootbound cage. Well, she, no. Yeah. She got out of the rootbound cage. The cage, cage let her the... go. Once the like presence of the wraith was oh, gone, she wasn't a threat. Was. Okay. So, because the cage was like okay, the construct okay. and the magic was just like, oh, you're, yeah. the wraith's not here. You're, you're done. Yeah. Right. Um, so she goes, she finds Alec, uh, Reyna, and Reyna like almost kills her because she thinks it's an Eastlander. Um, and then she's like, they have Alec. Oh, she scries. She scries. And so she sees that Alexa, yeah. Alexis is taken. And so Reyna's like, well, let's go fucking get him back then. 
And yeah. pretty much like right when they see him, the construct begins to break. Which so like they know that that old. means. Yeah. And I, I really liked the way that I highlighted this part. A thousand jagged arcs of light shattering the red tinted atmosphere, spreading like cracks through tin glass. That constant feeling of the construct's magic, the sensation that's been with me for days. Uh, Snow disintegrates and the glaring light of day breaks through. A cheer erupts from the Eastlanders, but it takes several moments for my eyes to adjust and my mind to absorb what's happening, what's happened. The Prince of the East has won. He made it to Winterhold. The Witch Walkers couldn't hold out any longer. And so, yeah, this is like a real, you know, like the Eastlanders are like, we fucking got this. Like the, the, the castle's been taken. The construct is down. We've got... Yeah, the god knife. We've got, we the, got sorcerer. the sorcerer. We've got Reyna. Like all the puzzle zippity. pieces are falling yeah. into place. <laughs> yeah, um, but you know they've got Ronan, who they don't know is on their side, and so he is like pretty helpful. Like first, okay, so they stab Alexis with the god knife, and he dies. Yeah, which was rough. I mean, they kill him. He's dead, as far yeah. as we know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that we, I mean, whatever. Obviously, he's not really he dead. Dead, but yeah. And, and then and also, Ronan like fakes that he's killed Helena as well. Yes, yeah. And so then they take the God Knife and Reyna and they leave. And so like, we get this little scene with Reyna where she's like, "Well, fucking shit! Like, Everyone's there's the dead. Witch Collector dead. Reyna's gone, and now I gotta figure out what the hell I'm doing." Uh, I guess I'll go try to find my family. I don't know. Um, and then all of a sudden, Alexis stands up um, and he's not dead. And he no. doesn't say this right now, but he says it a little bit later on that like a clever sorcerer knows better than to create a weapon that can be used against him. I mark what's mine. The god knife knows me. It bears my rune, my name. And that's really important because I think we skipped over this, but at some point as protection to Reyna, Alexis marks her with one of his runes. Yeah. And I think that that has already happened. I was trying to remember when that happened. I couldn't It must remember. have been in the cave. Okay. So, um, you know, that's pretty important because we understand that the things that are marked as his... And I like this idea, too, so because, hot. like, yeah, we also get from from um, Raina later on, she says, like, she's she admits her fear. And she says, like, I'm afraid that I'm not going to know what it feels like to be yours. And he's like, oh, you want to feel what it feels like to be mine? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of that I'm for you. A rune on you. But yeah, he yeah. already, like, he did. He is hers. Like, he, he already says a marked lot of her. hot things. Like, I think at one point in the book, he says something about, like, because they were about to fuck, and then he was asking her for her trust in something. And he's like, You were about to trust me with your body, trust me with this. So I was like, Oh, melt me. All right. <laughs> yeah. But I, I like this, like, I ideology that Reyna has and again it's like because she's a little bit older and she's been yeah. around the block a time or two and so she's like dude like that's just sex like, yeah. don't oh, get yeah, into a not, like lovey-dovey like there's definitely a connection there yeah but, like she's yeah. willing to explore this physical connection and not have to admit that her heart is involved in it too but um, it is right <laughs> um 
But okay, so like we're back with Reyna and she's been reunited with her sister who we now know they haven't seen each other in eight years. And we're back with the prince and he's like, haha, you know, my plans are all coming into play. And he's got this idea. Now he knows that Reyna has more power than than he initially realized and he's gonna put her to work like healing um his soldiers that have been wounded and of course wants um her to heal his face as well which is still fucked up from when she slashed it yeah. um and so you he get starting, like this- he's starting to suspect that maybe not only is she a healer but she could have the power to be a resurrectionist as alexis yes. also suspected at some point which is very yeah. important for him and his plans of controlling the gods yes so we get like we finally get his plan which is he why he and you know they hinted at this before that everybody from the south or from the east has always wanted to to take over the south so they can get to that city of ruin which is where the god's bones are but this is especially important for him because we understand that he's like getting his power by like siphoning it off of other people and so Mm -hmm. he wants to get to the god bones so that he can somehow resurrect them and be able to take all of their Their power. power um but yeah, so like Raina's trying to heal his face and she sees that there's something weird about his threads too, that they're like smoldering and crumbling to ashes when she tries to like bring them back together. And so she touches his face and then she gets this like vision of him from the past where um, you get kind of a little bit about his backstory and you understand that he is able to somehow like steal life and magic from others in order to get his power and and his immortality yeah Um, he's got like this sad summerland man just like locked up and like dying away as he siphons all his power and that's why he's had this knowledge that he shouldn't have had in all the it was yeah he's like in a cell and like reyna can see it yeah he's about to die so of course he's gonna look for another one to siphon yes yep yep and so, like, they they get interrupted, though. I can't remember exactly what happens, but for whatever reason, she doesn't get to finish well, healing I think, him. So we we kind of skipped over something. So somehow, Colden, the sister, and Reyna all end up under, like, detained by, by the East. But they don't know that Alexis is alive yet. Yeah, they don't know. They believe yeah. he's dead. So Alexis shows up, and they're okay, under well, attack. Yeah, exactly. Like they end up putting at the at Ronan's doing. They end up throwing Reyna in this like conveyance, and she finds out that she's in there with the Frost King. Um, yeah, Ronan. Ronan makes a point to be like, "Hey, she's valuable enough. She might be a resurrectionist. She needs to go in the really fancy carriage with our other really fancy prisoner, who happens to be the Frost King." Yeah. And, and he's, he's in no and mood. Lisa loves it. <laughs> I do. He's just like, I who are you? Uh, he's like, oh, great. Oh, yeah. I want just what I wanted. Company. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> just a cherry on the top of this wonderful day. <laughs> and then he's really mad because she's not helping him out. Like, you know, he's trying to see out the window, and she's like being ineffectual trying to help him. Yeah. And then, like, he sees something out there, and he's like. Well, Jesus shit. Like, I don't know what Alexis did, but it's not good. And like some shit's gonna go down here. And then the carriage crashes. Yeah. Many of them carriages crash. Yeah. 
And then and, there's wolves. Yes. And like I highlighted this too because it was, I, I loved the description of this. So the rolling fog rises high as the trees and coalesces in the form of a creature that is as tall as Manus, the warhorse. In the middle of winter, winter road stands a naked, nebulous being with white hair down to his waist, pointed ears, and unmistakable lupine features from slanted amber eyes to fangs tucked behind a curled upper lip. His hands are enormous, and though they have fingers, each digit is dark and claw-tipped, his palms more paw than flesh. He bears the lean, sinewy torso of a man, but stands on thick, muscled hind legs of a beast, covered in silky, pristine fur. Alexis is freed Nary. So that's what he had to do in order to get control back of the situation, I guess, was like yeah. unleash this beat. Or maybe that just automatically happened when he got killed with the god knife, that somehow oh. it like projected Neri out of him. I don't I think know. He makes a choice because Neri finds Reyna and is like, hey, yeah, tell the tell sorcerer him. that I did protect you and I freed you. Okay. Peace out. <laughs> yeah, I did my he, part of the deal. Yeah. He was equally annoyed by Reyna as uh, the Frost King was by Reyna. Like, they, neither one of them were like, <sighs> yeah, I'm not here to fuck around with you. I got my own agenda. I'm just here to, like, fulfill my side of the bargain. So tell him it's done. Peace out. Peace and out. Leaves. I'm, a, I'm a god. <laughs> I'm back. What's up, people? <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, in the midst of all of this chaos, there's like a new battle that's that's waged and like he the prince ends up killing all of the witch walkers that have been protecting the the palace and absorbing yeah. all of their power. And then in like the chaos, uh, the prince and general Vex are trying to like get away Um and then Reyna gets pissed, right? And she like well, yeah, burns he's, all his crows. Yes, and he's she gets pissed because he's trying to take Nephili. So he's basically like like you were mentioning, he's got that old uh, sorcerer like, like that he's been siphoning his power off of, and he's like, this dude's gonna die, and like I, I need a new yeah. source of power, and so he's gonna use Nephili. And Reyna's like, the fuck you are. And so, yeah, so she really starts, like, getting her fire magic going that Alexis has taught her and killing all of his crows. Um, and what what ends up, she ends up, like, throwing her god knife at the prince and he, like, disappears with Nephili in this crowd, like, yeah, in this cloud of smoke. Um, and then, a, like, a scarlet shadow, like, comes back up and wraps around Colden and, like, sucks him down. And then there's, like, a hard tug on Reyna, and she gets sucked down, too. Um, <laughs> and they end up being, like, this is, like, a really, like, chaotic, crazy scene. And I think I was reading through it kind of fast because I was, like, oh, God, like, this is the climax. The of, like, end, how, yeah. yeah. How are they going to get out of this? So there's like this, basically this battle that's going on in the Shadowlands. And there's all these other like goobity grew creatures that are like looking at them like, what are you doing here? You're alive. Yeah. Um, so, I got like the idea like this is like hell. Like yeah, they're hanging yeah. out in hell. Yeah. And, there's and somehow and- the prince is able to like have passage through the Shadowlands. I guess that's part of his dark power that we don't like fully understand how that works at this point. I think he's probably partially like he probably has deaths that he carries with him as well. If he's using all these souls and these souls eventually die off, but they're these like random like disintegrating re- weird threads that he carries. So like he has this access to, you know, where the dead reside probably. Yeah. Would be my guess. Yeah. So like they're having this battle and, um, 
you know, Alexis is like up top. So we kind of keep going back and forth between like what's going on in the Shadowlands and what's going on with Alexis. And he's like using that rune that he put on um, Reyna to try to pull her back. And she like kind of gets the sense that he's doing this. Like she can feel herself like kind of being pulled out. And so she's trying to like grab hold of Nephilim and Colden to like bring them out with her um but it's she's just not strong enough to be able to hold on to both of them um and you know she's fighting the prince off who keeps trying to kill her um and so finally like Colden just basically sacrifices himself and he's like you gotta like let let go of me like you gotta get Nephilim and and get out of here like I'll take care of myself oh and one thing that we didn't mention is that somehow his power gets taken away Coldens. Yeah. Like yeah. the prince takes his power away, right? The prince does yeah. it. So he's yeah, just know. like still immortal, but without all of his frosty powers that he has, which they don't really get into how that works, but I guess he's able to like fucking Ella from Frozen shit. Oh, yeah. He can just like icicle you immediately. Yeah. And, you know, go tap and you like fall into a million pieces. You're dead. That's yeah. the idea, at least. So frost, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, he's still immortal, but he can't really, <laughs> like, Which is really going to give him a chip on his shoulder, because he Here was so happy. Uh, yeah. I think he's, like, probably had a chip on his shoulder for hundreds of years, because he got, you know, tricked by yeah. a goddess and taken away from his one true love. Which I guess yeah. bummer for Nephili because like they're together. So I'm I'm really I like a, yeah. And like we're, I, we imagine that the, we're moving forward. They're gonna go and find the you know the city of ruins and this. Well, yeah. And now like he queen. can be around her because he doesn't yeah. have his frosty powers. So like well, maybe she won't want him. Maybe their love isn't forever. Well, maybe they don't even love each other anymore. I don't know. I just am already yeah. feeling bad for Nephili because I'm like, well, what's the deal with their relationship? Are they really in love? She might die. She might be. No, I hope not. That makes me feel bad for Colden. Like first he gets taken away from his one true love, and now anyway, I hope they don't kill her off. I do like him. I I can't wait to to learn more. And he's obviously got some sort of selflessness about him because he sacrifices himself so that Reyna and Nephili can. Well, and Alexis is like so loyal to him too. But there's a reason that like he has to be loyal to him, right? Like, yes, he- we're about to learn why. So oh. they get back and they regroup at Winterhold, and you know Alexis and Reyna. So like he, they like are about to get intimate again, and Mr. Honesty. <laughs> yeah, and then this is what I like because at this point Reyna's like, how can there be anything else to tell? <laughs> right like what do you have to tell me now like fuck me dude come on and so yeah so he tells her that the bond that he shares with colden like that means their lives are linked together like that's that's how alexis has his immortality because it's connected to the frost kings so if the frost king dies then alexis is gonna die and so like he just wants her to know that especially given colden's like situation situation. he's in now that he could just basically like poof out of existence at any moment if the prince decides to kill him and she like runs out and like spends the night in her sister's room and she's all upset and then like the next day she's all resolved to like go to alexis and tell him that she's just can't do this like she's too scared she can't 
give her heart to him if if he's likely gonna die and she doesn't want to go through that but then they finally just end up fucking anyway which it's like jesus finally finally. and it was pretty hot um i'm fairly certain there was some ass eating (laughs) yeah yeah there were times i'm like what's happening right now okay Uh, yeah well because like she he flips her over onto her stomach and then he draws her up to her knees and then we get some like he's kissing trails down her and then he mentions that it mentions that he tastes her and there's some tongue plunging so i'm just gonna pretend it was the vagina but i know that she's facing away from him so obviously i I just i don't get to both one is obviously but like why would you position her that way specifically if the vagina was your I goal. think that maybe it was kept vague so that if you are into ass eating, you could be mm-hmm. like, yeah. And if you're not, yeah. you could be like, oh, no, he went a little north from there. So, yeah, yeah, it works. Um, But yeah, anyway, they're like, it's yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, he's a little bit too nice for me. Yeah. So like. Again, I'm emotionally unhealthy, so I do want to state for the record that I appreciate that the alpha is written in this way, and I think it is important for the advancement of this type of book that we have these sort of characters thrown into the mix because it does give a healthier idea of that type of romantic love. Um, However, I just like it when they hate each other a little bit. It's better for the fucking for me personally yeah. and my emotionally damaged self. Yeah. So, I think so, I liked um, it. I liked him and his respectful power. I'll take it. Yeah. I mean, it was still hot. Yeah. And, you know, I like it how he's really just like, yeah, take me. Like, take what you need. Take all of me. Really, like, get up on yeah. there. Um, And, like, she tells him that, like, sometimes a rough hand is best. And so, like, you know, it was hot. Like, I I definitely, like, it was hot. I give it whatever, however many points for the the sexy (laughs) in our rating. All the points? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Not all the points. I got to take points away for for the potential ass eating. Oh, Um, fair enough. So yeah, at this point, we've pretty much reached the end, which I appreciate that we got some fucking by the end of the book, like, yeah, clap, clap. Uh, Sometimes they make us wait till like book three or four before they're actually penetrating. Um, (laughs) Yeah, man, I'm reading something right now. And yeah, I'm just like, oh, my God, can we just do it already? This is dumb. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, again, it's all about the balance, right? It's like you can't you can't take it too far you got you gotta give us something yeah this was really well done like right away you knew the love interest and you were brought along and there was like a little bit here and there to keep you interested and then you finally get the you know grand huzzah at the end so i appreciate that yeah Yeah. and like we pretty much end the book with like a a big discovery so she finally feels like she's emotionally ready to scry to like look to see what became of uh helena's family um, she's been putting this off because she's like pretty sure they're dead and she just didn't feel like she was in the place emotionally to be able to like deal with that knowledge. And so she does it and she sees that her father and the hunters are still alive because like, yay, thankfully they drank too much and passed out. So they like missed the invasion of the Eastlanders. Um, Wait, her father, it's not her father, right? Helena's father. father. Yeah, yeah, Helena's yeah. father. Um, so... And then we see Finn. So we know Finn's yeah. alive too. 
And then, you know, we get the little like, oh, poor Alexis. The next day he's like, oh, yeah, I heard. I, like, I heard that Finn's alive and yeah. I know that you guys have a history. Um, so, like, I totally understand if, you know, you want to go back to that. I know it was never your, you know, we, we never like thought this was going to happen between the two of us. And she's like, whatever, shut up. I'm yours yeah. now. <laughs> no, and like I like the minute like even Alexis was like saying that I'm like shut up. Like you know <laughs> that like she's yours. And they also like somebody I think Nefeli somebody like points out that like he branded her and that's a really fucking big deal. Like that's not yeah. something that Alexis does. Right. Um, like he he's like super into her in a way that like Nefeli has never. never seen before. So like yeah. obviously this is something serious and you know. Right. She's so like, like I thought it was silly that he's like, oh, oh what we have, I guess, is not that big of a deal now that your ex your ex-partner that you weren't even with anymore is back. Well, yeah, picture. but she never told him that. Like nah, she she told him that, like she had somebody and then like she thought they were dead. Or like, you know, that's what he yeah. was led to believe anyway, that she had somebody that had been killed. And now, like, she's realizing that that person's not dead. So he doesn't know that, like, they had already broken up or, like, had their issues prior to that. I think she does tell him it's, like, complicated or something, but. Yeah, this is the time he needs to alpha up. Yeah, exactly. I don't like a wishy-washy alpha. Yeah, I've marked you, so, like, that's that. You're mine (laughs) now, so he can fucking. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. I'm trying to think of a colloquialism for like, he can fuck off. <laughs> um, and then, you know, that's the other part is like, he's fully committed to like going to save the king. And he like doesn't expect Reyna to come on that mission. But Once she's. Again, of course. Yeah. She's like, come. I'm here. Like, this is. I know I had like one destiny in mind, and this is not like, like things have changed. And now, you know. It's thro- sure thrown me for a loop that I, my a plan was initially to kill you and the Frost King. Yeah, I'm saving <laughs> like, his ass. Yeah, and I'm now I'm you. here for it. <laughs> yeah, um, and then that's that, and then they're like off on that journey, and that's where yeah. where we're left. How the hell was that ever going to be a novella? Yeah, I mean, look, we've been talking for an hour and fifty one minutes. We've ever gone, so yeah. And I felt like we could have talked more. Like, there's a lot of stuff, you know, that we didn't even get into. Um, But I, you know, we we managed to talk about the majority of it. I think we hit all the important points. And now we get to wait. Because the Uh, next uh. book in the series, which is called City of Ruin, um, is scheduled, scheduled to release on August 9th of 2022. So, it's going to be a long long wait. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I will say that there are a lot of releases in 2022 that I'm very excited about. Um, Ooh, so, you know, you there's, lots of, there's lots of happy reading coming up. Well, uh, we've got the next uh, Savage Land book coming out on the 26th. Yep. Um, super excited about that. We've got A War of Two Queens, the next um, Blood and Ash book by Jennifer Armentrout coming out in March. Uh, very that. excited about that. We've got, ooh, is it Glimmer? Is that going to be the next one? The Plated oh, Prisoner my, series? My, oh, my yeah. favorite. We never covered That's, that series. I know. Season. Well, we're going to. I know. We were going to, and then we decided since the next book is coming out in May. I thought it was March yeah. and it's May, so I'm bummed out about that. But we decided to wait uh, until that book comes out. So we're going to reread. Alphas that are kind of redone. That is one of my favorite. Oh, uh, yeah. That, that alpha. Mm. Ooh, 
Ooh, respectful, powerful. Yeah. Love edge. him. Yeah, we can't say it just in case no one's read the series because that one has a little bit of a surprise. But, oh, yeah, I like I like he. Yeah, yeah. So excited about that one. And I think there's like some other ones, but I can't think of them right now. Yeah, I just started a series, the Zodiac Academy. Oh, okay. How are you feeling it. about it? It's a little YA and... Yeah, that's exactly what Elaine said. The characters, like, they're not likable. Like, I mean, the the there's two females, like two heroines, and they're, they I like them. But, like, what I think is going to be the love... Like, I don't like them. They're dicks. They're, like, crossing the line. Like, it's... I don't know. Yeah, and it's a little juvenile, and I'm not sure. But I can't put it down, so that says something. Oh, well, yeah, that's something. Yeah, um, and- what were you going to say? Oh, and then I was also working on that Blood and Honey. And I read the first two mm-hmm. of that. Same thing, a little more YA than I anticipated. Because that one... I assume the third one's not out yet? No, it's not. Okay. I'll probably wait. See, this is the hardest part when you're reading a, a series that's not all the way out yet. Right? It's like, well, no then pressure you have to Yeah, no pressure. I get it. You can't just yeah. like write. I mean, Stacey yeah. Marie Brown, it's like, dude, she lady, you knocked right. them out. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they're probably a little bit shorter, too. Like, The Witch Collector was a pretty long book. Um, so I get it. I get it. It, like, takes time. It takes time yeah. to get through the writing process and the editing process. And, like, you can't really expect more than a book a year, I feel like. <laughs> I think that's even, like, optimistic. Like, yeah. Like, the muse has to be working with you and, you yeah. know, everything and, like, else. Life. Like, these authors have lives. Things yeah. happen. Like, so... Yeah, but I do. It's hard because like the like you said, the Jennifer Armentrout series, like I got to start over because I don't remember anything like I, you know, I remember like big moments. I know the general like plot line, but like there's some like, you know, side characters that I'm like, who's that? What's him? Like, what's that guy about? Like, so I just got to start over again. Yeah. Yeah, I, f- I feel you. I'm definitely mm-hmm. going to as well. I mean, I guess the with the Witch Collector, I'll probably also reread it. But we could just listen to our episode. Our podcast will be fine. <laughs> I love this. It's going to make it easy for us. So I'm like, okay, I'll just go back and listen to that episode, and it'll all come back to me. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, anyways, at the end of the day, I fucking loved this book. Like, so I don't know what our rating is, but I give it. I'll just say five. Five sexies, five scaries. It was like, it was a grand slam. Um, best book I've read in, in a long time. And mm. I'm super excited for the next installment. Um, yeah. All the way in she, August. She has some other like little novellas that are in like short story compilations. And we've checked oh, in the past okay. about how like those just never get us. Like we're not really. I'm going to read them. I'm, I'll give I them mean, a try because she's yeah, great. There's one that's like a vampire story and there's Ooh. another like historical something. There was okay. one with a cowboy on the cover, which I'm like, wow. Oh, I like a but, cowboy. Yeah, I don't mind a cowboy either. Oh, I know. mean, not in real life. Like, you do, usually we don't share the same ideologies, but, you know, the idea yeah. of a cowboy can be hot. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you shouldn't, like, limit yourself. I think there's some cowboys out there that... Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. They're open-minded. Progressive. <laughs> yeah. And they just, so like, There's some sort of dating website for progressive cowboys. <laughs> I mean, There's not that I'd be conservative looking, cowboys, I'm pretty sure. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like farmer. Yeah. Farmer fucking, something. Yeah. Cowboys, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, That's but I do. Funny. I like, I, I, I can appreciate a cowboy. I can appreciate like a man who like 
works the dirt and the earth mm-hmm. and like farms and rides yeah. horses and like yeah. I don't know why do they always end, might have most of them end up being conservative um because liberals aren't kind to farmers okay all right all <laughs> um, right with taxes and you know fines yeah. and fees and regulations and sure you know, and they don't always go hand in hand with taking care of the environment I think that's my maybe I'm yeah just making that's a probably or gross uh generalization here but I mean, I got yeah. a little country in me, and that's what my little countryside <laughs> says. So. Yeah, I mean, shit. I'm from Redden. I'm from Redden, California. Yeah, so. that's true. You're super country. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, we've talked at you guys for a very long time. So, long. so. I have to pee, Lisa. Like, <laughs> okay. Well, we're like, we'll leave you guys for now. Uh, please. I mean, we've ruined this book essentially for you if you haven't read it yet, but. <laughs> It's but remember us when you're going to read the second one. Come listen yeah, to this. <laughs> for sure. Um, and next, we've got one more episode left for the season. Then we'll be taking a small break. Uh, but we will be back next week. And we will be talking about King of Battle and Blood by Scarlett St. Clair. All right. I could not remember the name of it. I remember the book. I just don't remember the name. Yeah. So, so, uh, so we'll see you guys next week. And thank you for listening. Bye. Yeah, bye. This has been another episode of the Sexy Scary Book Club with your hosts, Lisa and Jessica. We have more episodes available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you pod. If you like us and want to hear more, please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe. You can find us on Instagram at sexyscarybook or send us an email and tell us what you think at sexyscarybookclub.com at gmail.com.